Hello, everyone. This is the Demo Team Podcast, and we're here with Levity today. We've got Christian and Alex from uh, down in Florida. Going to talk to us about their band. Why don't y'all give us an introduction? Tell us what y'all do in the band. I'll let Alex go first. <laughs> you and me go tell first. Tell us who you are, man. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Alex. I play guitar um, slash songwrite, and. Uh, yeah, we've we've been a band for about six years now. Um, well, I've been a band for six years. Christian's been two years now, right? Yep, two years. Two years. So, um, yeah, and I play guitar and sing harmonies. And I'm, right. uh, I'm Christian. I sing, I songwrite, I play rhythm guitar, and uh, I've been a part of the band for about two years now. I, uh, it feels like, it feels like it was so recent, but I replaced, uh, Levity's last vocalist, and with our new singles, I've just been showcasing my voice and my style of writing with Alex's style of writing and song and, uh, lyrics, and it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun with that well, process. They, your latest singles definitely sound very good, so congrats well, on you. that. Uh, do y'all want to run through this origin story of the band real quick, or? Alex will tell you deep, like, catalog, <laughs> deep history of levity, and then I can, so I can deep chime history? in when I I'll, come in. I'll give a brief history. Um, you I can do a little started, both if you want. Yeah, we started in, uh, 2015. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the drive-thru right now. We're trying to get some food, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I really want around, that answer. All right, go on. 20, 2015, and uh, yeah, we you know obviously we started really local, you know, playing like you know smaller dive bar kind of shows, and uh, yeah, we started growing, started getting some opportunities, networking, and yeah, about in uh, twenty eighteen is when we recorded our first EP called Silhouettes. Um, and then from there, we got the new lineup change with Christian, and we're just working on new music now. Tell them some of the bands we played with. Some of the bands we played with? Uh, we played yeah. with Kurt Travis. We played with uh, Bill Murray. We've done Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Uh, Emma Rosa was one of our bigger shows um, on their uh, 131 tour. So... Tell me some of the bands you haven't played with. I'm kidding. <laughs> but but <laughs> that, that's pretty impressive, like, right off the jump. How was the, the show with uh, Kurt Travis? And also tell us about the one with uh, Bill Murray as well. Fantastic. Or Red Jump Jumpsuit Apparatus, too, if you want. I, I guess okay. you could tell us about that one. <laughs> Alex, uh, since me and Alex are in the same spot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best not to interrupt anybody or him. I think you should uh, tell them about Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. I love that story. We should start with that one. Uh, Red Jumpsuit? Yeah. So, yeah, the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus show, we were originally going to play that in the summertime. And because we're in Florida, there was a huge-ass uh, hurricane. And, like, everything got delayed. And we ended up playing in December. But, yeah, the story with that is the one before Red Jumpsuit was um, Emma Rosa. And we got put onto that show about a week and a half before the show. Um, one of the one of the local bands that they had had dropped out, 
So this is kind of like our big, like, you know, big opportunity that we got. And, um, and yeah, we played with Emma Rosa, and that was, that was a lot of fun. And that led to us getting the Red Jumpsuit show. And that's pretty much it, yeah. The, it was a sold-out show, and um, a ton of fun. It was, it was kind of like, you know, Red Jumps is one of those bands that you're like, you grow up listening to, you know? I'm sure we're all kind of like similar age groups. Everyone knows you know? the the one song, right? The one <laughs> hey, song. There's, one two, song. Of them. there's, oh, there's two. two. Your Guardian Angel is also yeah. a good song. And face Down. Face but Down, Your Guardian Angel. We, I have yeah. a question about that show, though. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel like a man afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, yeah, but obviously, obviously Face Down was their closer, and like everyone was going like crazy during it, you know? Just pushing uh, people around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a blast though. And they're also from Florida too, right? They are, yeah. All right. I wish I was in the band for that show. That show sounded like a lot of fun. Very jealous. Yeah, it, was, it was a great time. Yeah. We wanted to feel like a man. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, Christian, you want to talk about the Kurt Travis one? Oh my gosh, absolutely. That was uh that was my first official show with Levity and at the time I was only playing bass and doing like some harmonies, some screams here and there. Not really like a main vocal, you know, performance, but uh we were lucky enough to get thrown on that show and when we were able to gosh, sorry, whenever I whenever I talk about this I feel a lot cuz it was such a like perfect night to me. All the mm-hmm. bands killed it. I felt like we did a really good job. Uh, unfortunately, uh, sound wasn't really on our side that night. We had some technical difficulties, but I feel like we still like pushed through, and that was, you know, that was good. Everyone had a good time, but I can't even describe the feeling of seeing Kurt on stage performing uh, his yeah. latest album. It was just that was, that was, it was magical. With, that was the one. Where it was with uh, Andres. Mm-hmm. And Kurt, and then um, Macari was on that. I met a Yeti was on that with us. And a place beyond the Giants. Yeah. Great, great dudes who started the show off perfectly, in my opinion. That was such a great night. Super sweet. And, uh, did, we, did, did that sell out too? <laughs> Alex, did that sell out? It did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. So um, yeah. After uh, after Kurt played. We were, you know, we were all kind of like already partying, like having a great time already, and uh, you know, we're he's he's just kind of walking off stage or whatever and just hanging out, and I'm, I go to the bar just with a couple buddies, and my girlfriend comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, is that a is that your dad back there hanging out with Kurt Travis?" And, oh my god! <laughs> and I turned around and my dad is dead ass taking shots with Kurt Travis at the bar. Just like hanging out like the homies, like <laughs> that to me was like the highlight of the night. <laughs> Popper yeah, and Kurt just chilling. Exactly, yeah. That's what's up. So, um, I have a question. So, your guys' name is Levity. How did you guys come up with that? Like, what was the what's the story behind that name? Um. So, the word levity means to take something kind of like lighthearted. So that's kind of like, you know, what we wanted to do in the beginning is, you know, make music and like not take things so seriously. But the name itself, you know, there's a there's a process of like weeks, months, you know, we were trying to find a name for the band. And you're kind of just like listening for just any words that come across that like 
you might hear in movies or whatever. Um, so yeah, so me and our original singer, Chris, we were just kind of like, we were just hanging out. We were just, I think, I think we might have had like some kind of party that night, but we were just like hanging out afterwards, um, drinking together, and we just kind of like were watching TV, and I heard the name Levity, and we're like, oh, that's that sounds pretty cool. I like, I could be a cool, a cool band name, you know, and that's kind of like, you know, it just matched up with the the word itself was like what we wanted to do, you know, and it's pretty original. I felt like it's funny that the last uh, like little solo project name that I came up with was literally like that same scenario. I was watching Scooby-Doo and like a specific word came up and I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, word. Okay. Ooh, what's <laughs> like, <that? laughs> who, who was it? It was Shaggy. I was like, Oh, I, I want to start this emo pop punk acoustic project that is going to change the scene. It's going to do something <laughs> different. I need a cool fun name. And I was just watching Scooby-Doo. I was trying to think of like anything. And I yeah. think, Someone called Shaggy a spoil sport. I think it was Fred. Someone called him a spoil sport. And that word, like, kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, like, kind of just, you know, revolving my whole sound at the time and all my songs I had at the time, like, around that name. So I, I just thought that was funny because I went through the same exact thing. Something on the TV clicked for me, and I was like, all right, that's it. Yeah. I feel like when you're looking for a name, you're just kind of, like, listening for any cool word that just comes across anywhere, you know, in a conversation or. You know, and sometimes it's meant thing. to be because it'll it'll like match you know either your songwriting or kind of like your motive drive message behind the music and the band. Like sometimes it's just like the like the universe has a funny way of working things out. You know. Yeah. I feel like the word levity itself has like been represented really well with our music, even with the stuff we take seriously and lighthearted. I feel like we're really just you know even with the whole new sound, the name really fits what we're doing. Yeah. Is your uh, personal product, is any of that out there that we can listen to? Do you want to plug it real quick? Or <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I mean, <laughs> no, I not yet. If the, one thing, if the one song that I know is still out there is still out there, like, I don't want to share that. It's not that. <laughs> it's not my, it's okay. not my brightest moment. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a long, long, long road of, uh, you know, finding yourself, finding your voice, and that, that was the figuring it out part of my uh <laughs> my mu- my quote unquote music career. Did I Fair hear hey, you figured it out though? I did. Yeah, and hey, uh c- considering where you got the band name, uh how long till the West New Scooby Doo cover? <laughs> that one's <laughs> let me. I was like, <laughs> Yo, I'm that. about it, dude. Like <laughs> first show first show back, we're gonna play that. Absolutely. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's gonna be for demo team all the way. <laughs> Dude, I feel like so many bands have covered that song. Like uh, MXPX and Simple Plan come to mind, like right off the top of my head. But I know there's been more. Join the ranks. It, it's a pop punk classic. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you guys are from Orlando. Yes. Um. So. I, I guess what was it like growing up um, in Orlando, and what like how'd you get like were you guys involved in your local scene? Were you guys going to to shows like early on? I uh, definitely uh, definitely know me and Alex. Like we kind of 
it's it's funny actually me and him were kind of doing the same thing we were just playing in different bands playing different area spots <laughs> venues events like all around orlando uh when we were both starting off but me and him were both just like kind of like on the opposite sides of each other and we only ran into each other like a couple of times but mm-hmm. for me personally we played a couple of shows together yeah we did yeah i, I uh, the first festival i ever booked i booked levity on yeah christian was really christian used to christian used to promote like in the area he used to, he, he used to actually like throw shows. We're not a booking baby. It used to be my thing a couple years yeah. back, but I, I focused on the music solely now. But I used to book shows all over Orlando. Uh, I worked with the team. I worked by myself. Uh, I came right out of high school, just really wanting to bring like communities together and people together. That was what I loved about shows that you could just go into the crowd and you're with like, you're literally surrounded by nothing but strangers yet they all listen to the band that you're watching and they play that one song that you're all feeling and it's really emotional and everyone's hugging each other and moshing and dancing with each other. Like I, I just love like face that, down that whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. The, um, tore up uh, the venue during face down. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Do you have any, um, I don't know, good or interesting experiences to share about uh, booking shows. Cause like usually, I don't know when most people start a band, there's always that one person. If you don't have a manager that kind of takes care of that part at, while like the rest of the band are kind of clueless about like the booking process. So they're like, at least in my experience, we're like, Oh, we got a show here, there. All right, cool. Uh, we'll Up drive to this out point, there. That was my experience too. <laughs> Literally same thing. It's been uh, it, it's been weird because I've I've been put into multiple scenarios like that where I'm working on music with my friends and no one really knows how to like approach venues or how to mm-hmm. set up the events that they want. And with me, if you asked me like at the time, like how do you do it, I would tell you like I don't even know. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just like talking to people and I'm you know just trying to show them I'm passionate. And I want to bring something together i always present it like it's a big phenomenal idea versus it just being like hey i want to book my band for this show i'm like there's gonna be a five band set up and it's gonna be this much and it's gonna start at this time and it's gonna be amazing and this band's gonna start it off perfectly and this band's gonna keep it going and like that's how i've always seen it like a a big experience that i want to deliver to people and that was the most fun part of booking was being able to like look at all the bands that i had on a show or that i wanted on a show and being able to place them you know, just right, you know, throughout the set list. And I've had problems with that before. I've had bigger bands, like, straight up corner me. Like, hey, why are we on this, like, <laughs> why are we this number on the set list? We're, we're big. We're supposed to headline. Why don't you put us here? And, like, like I've, I've almost gotten into trouble just trying to be a little creative. <laughs> but it was a fun experience. Out of the bands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've met I've met so many amazing people through it though. Like I've had I've had the bands that have cornered me, and I've had the bands that like welcome me like family. And I haven't even talked to certain people in years, and they still remember me fondly because I threw one like really good show for them while they were in that one band, and that that makes me happy. I love people remembering me for that. that and then now people are starting to know me for levity and all that, and it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, that that's awesome, and. Obviously, when people mention Florida, like, I think of, and I've mentioned this in, like, other interviews before, like, I Met a Yeti, and I think we've had other bands from Florida. Um, yeah, we had another one. Um, was it Little Geronimo, maybe? But, 
or Ridgeview, or maybe I don't yeah, know. I think maybe it's Lachron, was from Tampa. Okay, yeah, okay. but when I think of Florida, you know, I think of like, dude, there were some huge bands to come out of there. Newfound oh, Glory, yeah. oh um, yeah, uh, Dashboard Confessional, Under a Data Remember, obviously a Data Remember. Yeah. Um, did you guys? I don't know. Were you guys old enough to get to see like? Some of those bands play like local shows and stuff like that. I wasn't fortunate enough to. Uh, no, nah, not not local shows, but um, definitely there's been several kind of like, like quote unquote homecoming shows kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like I remember a couple years ago, they remembered did a a huge one in Ocala, and it was just at like this, it was just like a city park kind of like, I don't know, it was a really weird kind of like setup, but. But it was, it was wild. I mean, it was you know they, they went deep into their catalog and like it was definitely like a special one of kind show, you know. Yeah, I I think it's like really special when like a bigger band like that is still like deeply rooted in like their hometown as much as they uh, yeah. quote unquote hate it, according to you know pop <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> like even look at bands like Dance Gavin Dance. You know they have a. Uh, even before Swan Fest, uh, they would play like, like that the park, the park, the, yeah, yeah, concerts and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. That's definitely cool. Um, I, I'm and from it, a, a town in California um, called San Jose, and like the biggest band to come out of there was Smash Mouth. So unfortunately, <laughs> like that was like <laughs> that was like the big like homecoming cool. show, like fucking Smash Mouth, Hell like yeah. you know, playing and it. The big park. It definitely feels like Florida is becoming like the Sacramento of the East Coast, though. Like with all these sort of like I don't know Swan Corps per se bands coming out of that area. Yeah. Now. Like yeah. We, I think that's after California, it's like we get most of our bands from Florida. After that, it seems like so. For sure. Y'all are definitely yeah. in a good spot. A lot of good stuff comes out of Florida. Here, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Mean, it's so good. Sucks. Like Broadway, Under Oath, like tons of great bands. Like, but I mean, like, yeah. I met Yeti, Happy yeah, Hour, Happy Hour, yeah. yeah, like the newer bands. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying, like, it's been that way for a good twenty years, Ben. Florida, there's yeah, something that in that water that's just there. Florida bands, just that like, Florida water. That Florida yeah, water. Ghost, Ghost Mings from Florida too, man. See, oh, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, he was he in is. hard. He was in like straight up hardcore bands before doing that. I'm so happy that you brought him up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are, are you a Ghost Mean fan or a Nemesis oh, yeah. fan, which was his band? Uh, no, I actually even haven't even, like, I didn't even know he was in a band. But if, yeah. if, you, if you're implying that he's doing, like, heavy music now, like, heavier music or whatever, I, am, I have to check it out right after this interview. Yeah, well, definitely check out his last album. There's a lot of, um, like, a lot of kind of like metalcore, new metal, and almost like goth. Like, I like. I mean, he did like the whole goth trap thing, but it's like yeah. more industrial in the new album. And before wow. he was in Ghost Main, he had a straight up hardcore band called Nemesis. Yo. And he's not. He doesn't have that band anymore. But he currently has a side project called Black Mage, which is like a lo-fi, like death metal band. Like. Or like black metal, it's pretty cool. Yeah, hmm. I definitely have to check that out. That's that's very interesting. Oh my gosh, 
I this. love that. I've always loved it when uh, artists branch off like that and they're doing different projects or different, like dipping their toes in different genres. Yeah. I love Yeah, for that. sure. Yeah, I'm actually curious. Uh, you, you expressed uh, coming out of high school, you know, just hyped about concerts. Like, what, what are some of your first concerts, like, you know, back in high school, you know? <laughs> my oh, my first one, the, the one that, uh, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Someone tried calling me. Oh my gosh, the first concert I ever went to, I was uh, in middle school and I went with my aunt and my two cousins. And uh, my, my cousins were really big into emo, like borderline pop rock bands like that were coming out at the time. Uh, listened to a lot of Hey Monday, thanks to them, This Providence, Northern Lights. And then the one band that I really came to love, especially after seeing them live, was uh, Cute Is What We Aim For. And that was my first ever concert. It was at the Social in Orlando. And it's such a small venue. It's such a small, uh, really classy looking venue to see that kind of band perform, just like this like rock band. And seeing the bassist just jump into the crowd and run all over the venue and like stand on top of his uh, stacked amps and just like jump off and just doing all this crazy stuff, it just made me like have this like little awakening where I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that guy on stage doing backflips off the amps and like, nice. you know, just rocking it. Yeah, their bass player was very uh, charismatic. I wasn't a huge Cute Is What We Aim For fan, or, or um, but they happened to be on like Paramore's uh, first headlining tour. And me and my friends, you know, went to go see Paramore and Cute Is What We Aim For hit the lights in this Providence were like the, the openers. And um, yeah, I didn't really expect to like you is what we aim for that much, but they put on a great show for sure. Oh, they were amazing. Like I I'm still cur- like I, I'm, the only show I can play like front to back in my head still. After I'm all this curious. <laughs> curious. So what album were they touring on? Oh, it was, uh, was it the one with all the hits? Yeah. I think it was, no, there's a class for this. I think that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, that was the breakout single, but the the um album was called Blood Rush something, I think, right? Uh, same old Blood Rush with a new twist, I believe. There, is what you, it there, there it is. is. There we I go. I was thinking of Blood a Blood Rush to the head, but I'm pretty sure that's a Coldplay album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I love that. I also love the album they did after that with uh, John Feldman. I thought that one was really well done too. Rotation. Very good. Yeah, Rotation. it had some cracking on it, dude. Yeah, add, add some good hits, man. Yeah, John Feldman pulled out a good album out of him. He's had a <laughs> he, he's had a handful. I know I've had my things to say about Feldman, but he's had yes. some good albums in the past. He's gotten lucky a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Levity, I was going to ask you over here. Um, like, starting out and stuff, like, what's a good piece of, like, a musical advice that you got, like, in your early days that you guys, like, still apply to yourselves now? And... If nothing, if you didn't have anything like that, what's a good piece of advice you could give somebody like in a band starting out? Um, I would say, I would say first of all, be patient. You know, nothing like nothing really happens overnight. Um, but the other thing I would really say is like, you got to be supportive to to the scene. You know, you got to give back. You got to go out to shows. You know, network, meet people. You know. Uh, you can't be just a, uh, you know, locked in your room kind of musician, you know. Like you really got to put yourself out there and 
you know, meet people, network, and that's that's really how you build relationships, and that's really how you grow as a band. So. That's some great advice, man. Thank you. I definitely, uh, I don't have like a situation or some wisdom that I've gotten in the past for this, but I'll, you know, I'll bring up something that's like, I think recently I've started to fully understand and I'm trying to basically just spread the message now. But uh, I spent like so much of my time as a musician, especially playing shows and being in different bands, just doubting myself, doubting my work, doubting my art and just unsure and unconfident people will like it or people will you know even give it a chance like i i'm terrified of the idea of sending my song to someone and they only listen to like the first three seconds of it and they put it down or and they don't like care but before that used to like cripple me and it used to like bring me down but now i just see this as you know the music and the songs that i'm putting out right now i'm so proud of and i'm so happy about and I can see myself, you know, becoming a better musician and developing more from these songs. I feel like they're almost like timestamps of my progress. And just the feeling I've had from all of this progress and all of these songs and just not giving up, no matter how unconfident or how, you know, weird I felt throughout the whole process, just not giving up was the best choice I could have made. And that's all I could share with anyone is that if you are doubting yourself, and you're unsure if anyone's gonna like what you're doing, like your art, like your music, whatever you're doing, you won't know until you try. You won't know until you put it out there and let people see you for who you really are. And once people see how beautiful you really are, the rest just comes easy. And you'll start feeling like that's all you wanna do for the rest of your life, is just putting out songs that mean something to you, you know, despite, or no matter what anyone thinks. That's deep, bro. And um, I, I like what you said about, um, you know, like the earlier songs kind of being like a timestamp of your progress and you get to see like how you've grown a, as a musician. I, I think that's important because I know that like maybe some more like veterans in the game, you know, like they're almost like ashamed of even like their breakout album that um, that probably is what got them noticed. You know, sometimes they feel a certain way and and you know they're not the same person that they were back then but you could always still look at things in like a positive perspective you know like wow i've grown so much since then yeah that's the best way to look at it absolutely yeah I, i'm curious um what got you guys into the scene like did you guys have like a like what was the first band that you guys discovered that I guess it wasn't like a radio hit band that was more underground. What was the gateway for you guys? Uh, do you want to go first, Alex? No, you can go first. All right, because I already have it. Boom. <laughs> I met a Yeti. Yeah. Wow. I booked, I met a Yeti way, like, literally years before Daisy joined the band with their original lineup. And I knew them, like, for a long time. Like, I think... Uh, they, they've had members stay in and out, but the one that I was always consistent with was Louie, and I love Louie to death. Dude, he Louis is such an is amazing best, person. Man. Yeah, we just had him on last week, but Louie couldn't make it. Yep. Aww. <laughs> That's sad. He brings, the, he brings the party, too. It's a Florida <laughs> month here, yeah. But he, literally, the, the, I met a Yeti from the start. They were amazing, and they were always, like, they always had the Swancore vibes to them. I could tell when I first saw them, like, they were actually my introduction to Dance Gavin Dance because I was never introduced to that sound. 
mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. what e- the genre even was, but I was so fascinated and like impressed by just the slashy, mathy guitars and the drums and the screams with the clean vocalists, you know, like right next to the screamer. Like I was just fascinated by them. And I booked them a couple shows throughout. I was lucky enough to book uh, their last album. Uh, not the newest one, but the last album. I was able to book their album release party. Okay, for Camp Yeti. And, yep. And, uh, no, uh, the one before. I just I forgot the name. I feel so bad oh, okay. the name. Um, I'm so yeah. bad with, like, album names and song titles now. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I know it by the music. But they, they, there's, there's just such an amazing, like, powerhouse of energy and passion. And once Daisy, like, officially joined, that was it. Like, I was like, they're just, they're going to go up from here. That's all yeah. they're going to do. And I hope that everyone gets to hear them. Yeah, I have so much respect for them as a band. Yeah, they're very impressive. And, yeah, we love them here, too. Um, Alex, what, what was your introduction to, to the scene? To the scene, I mean... There's like, there's definitely like a lot of local bands, you know, or big powerhouse bands that, you know, that have a lot of members of other bands today nowadays. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. In the like the scene itself, I mean, the way we got into it, you know, was like around the time we were we, Levity first started playing or whatever. Um, those bands kind of like Amorosa, um, that kind of vibe, you know. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, like, what really just started, uh, you know, this whole wave of us getting in the scene right now was, um, yeah, yeah, through kind of bands like that, you know. Definitely, I met a Yeti for me as well. Um, Seeing them grow from here in the scene has been awesome, too. And, you know, we've gotten to play with them several times. And, you know, like Christian's saying, we're all homies, so. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, that's cool. One thing that I, that I really enjoy seeing is like a lot of like bands having like this sense of camaraderie. Like you know, you see that in in Southern California too with uh, Ryan's band Stay Still and bands like uh, Anamoria. Like I think it's very important to yeah, like you know, Another find one. bands that that you can like really start relationships with. Another one for us is uh, Macari too. They're from mm-hmm. Orlando. Oh, yeah, and they're they're definitely on the rise. So yeah, great yeah. band. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of you know the, the lineup of bands that kind of we've been growing with and looking up to and stuff. Who would y'all say is y'all's influences though? I guess because y'all y'all don't have like a traditional like a swancore per se sound. Y'all kind of I think stray a little bit away from that, which is really cool too. Definitely, we de- we're definitely a a good mix of of genres, you know. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, Christian has a lot of influences for, you know, his songwriting, and we just kind of, and so do I. We just kind of blend stuff. Like for my leads, for example, um, I'm really inspired by I the Mighty kind of leads, you know, or uh, Good Tiger. Um, you know, th- those kind of like Coletta stuff like that. All right. Uh, Great bands. Really brings, like, the energy with the leads, and they always have, like, you know, good effects or tones with it. Like, Alex has been, you know, but, like, 
basically taking inspiration from those bands, but he's really been like making it like his own sound. And I love that. I've seen so many like artists just not unsure of like what to, you know, write or unsure of what to do. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them straight up like copy or even steal. I'd go as far as to say steal with some people, uh, riffs and leads. And with Alex, it's just so impressive that he can take certain vibes and ideas that other bands like have and just evolve them into something completely different that matches the song I'm writing. It's really like, it's really beautiful to see. It's one of those, like one of my favorite parts of going into the studio is just seeing him write alongside what I've brought like rhythm wise. Mm -hmm. And as, uh, as for me, I'm inspired by like a lot of different bands and a lot of different artists, but there's like a couple core people that like, I just, I've always like looked up to, for example, uh, Chris from like Moss to Flames. He's been a like my biggest inspiration, like vocally and all. Oh, he's that. great, man. He is so good. He is amazing. And obviously, I don't write like super, you know, I don't write heavier stuff like he does. But he's still like just his confidence in the way he writes, and he knows exactly what he's gonna say with each song, and he's got like some kind of meaning or message behind it. I really adore that, and it it, it makes me want to carry the same kind of values with my music. Mm -hmm. Shout out Chris Broder, man. Shout out Chris, man. Oh, I, I saw that yeah. you got to talk to him. No, he he saw your band. He saw your band. Yeah, he, he, I was actually like, he, he just said something on Twitter. He's like, I'll listen to these bands. I was like, yeah, sure. yeah, right, bro. But here's a link anyway. <laughs> and then he, actually, I was just like, shit, that guy's fucking cool. And like, it was trippy because I can remember listening to the very first like Emma Rosa album, like as yeah. like a 17 year old and just like oh, it's, yeah. it was just real surreal Loki, the best MRS album yeah the best MRS album and then we got a graceful after that which was also sick but like monster flames also dope so i mean that guy just knows how to make good music yeah. he does like no matter what he does like every project's just like banger apocalypse bro and i'll say real quick right now if anyone hasn't listened to the new like monster flames album like you need to listen to it Stop messing around. Go listen to that Stop shit. Stop right messing now. around. Stop the podcast. <laughs> go listen to. Come back. But go come listen back. to like most of them. But please come back. We'll wait. I think it's. I think the song's "Burning Water, Drowning Flame." Go listen to that and then come right back. Is that <laughs> Quick break. Yeah. They'll they'll literally want to listen to the whole album if they listen to that song. I think that's my favorite song on the album besides the uh, closer track. Oh my gosh! But I'm not I'm not gonna talk about him all day. He's I, I fangirl about Chris all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, because that sounds like a him reference. But yeah, no, I was just saying I I love brought up the leads to I the Mighty. Uh, if anything, you have any like you know favorite songs or you know. Favorite songs? Um, definitely one of my favorite songs by them is "These Streets Are Alive." Nice. Then um, just pretty much all of Karma Never Sleeps. But um, yeah. Uh, for me, yeah. Like for me, it's got to be Satori. Yeah. Some of your favorite album? Uh, overall, yeah, probably that. Like maybe their early, their first stuff. What is it? Uh? True. But yeah, no. I'm glad you brought them up. Uh. Shame they got canceled, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh -oh. enjoy it. <laughs> Oopsie. Busted. <laughs> Oopsie Daisy. <laughs> she dude. Uh, dude, like I never really got, got into them, but I 
got to see them open up for Armor for Sleep on, like, their farewell tour that happened maybe, like, 10 or 5, yeah, like, 10 years after they had already disbanded. And they're like, hey, guys, in case you didn't know, we weren't a band anymore, but we're going to. We're gonna tour. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was I the Mighty. Yeah, I the Mighty uh, opened up for them for oh, Armor for Sleep. I Armor saw them in Orlando with uh, Hail the Sun, and it was on Halloween. Yo, yo, yo! So, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, uh, I think we were at that show together, man. 2017. Oh, really? 2017, Orlando, Halloween. Orlando, Halloween, Hail the Sun, and uh, a lot good. like birds, I think. It was a good tiger. Was it a lot like birds? Hail the Sun. If, if you saw a lot like birds, I'm going to be like super jealous. You better not tell me that they were at that show. I think they were. <laughs> you know. No way. No, no maybe they weren't way. there. I would have been there. I maybe been there. it was Strawberry yeah. Girls then? It was probably Strawberry Girls. I think it was Strawberry Girls. Hmm. That sounds more more in line if it was a lot like worth it like there's no way that, that would not have passed my radar <laughs> yeah no nah, i think it was just those three bands but, yeah, yo yeah. but you were there that's awesome yeah i, I lost my hat in the mosh pit man <laughs> Freaking, uh, i remember brent was wearing like a, a, re- a really big red dress and like everyone was like dressed up for it I forgot Donovan was like the best girl. Oh my God, Donovan! <laughs> yeah, Donovan dressed up as you know he, he uh, dressed up as his feminine alter ego for Halloween. Yeah, Donna. Donna Ban. Donna Ban. Oh Donna. Uh, oh, I thought we were gonna see. No. Uh, I mean, if you, if you wanna, bro, we could have an acapella moment right now. Well, I, I'm interested. Well, what have you guys been up to um, during this whole pandemic craziness? Did you guys use this time to, I don't know, like like write more stuff? And do we have a EP or a full length on the way? Well, Alex, do you want to tell him? Yeah, um, we definitely. Well, we've been in the studio for most of uh, most of the pandemic. Um. And we, you know, we record Withdraw, we record Annabelle, which are the two singles that are out right now. And we mm-hmm. are working on a five-song EP. Woo! So that will be out eventually, soon. All right. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been a, a really, you know, obviously without playing shows, it's been a really big process to just push ourselves musically to really, like, you know, stay active in a way. I mean, many bands... Haven't been able to do that. Yeah, and, shows uh, not being a thing right now has really like helped us hone in on the writing process and yeah. really just take our time with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess I'm interested. Like, let's say money was no issue. Is there a producer that you guys would want to get in the studio with? Could be anybody, even Dr. Dre. Dr. Dr. Dre. No, Dr. Dre putting up some Matt, some Swancore beats. That'd be sick. Rick Rubin, right? Let's go with uh, let's go with Timbaland. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be like no drums, just him beatboxing. Literally, just like a feature. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know honestly. If if money wasn't an issue, I mean, I know everybody in Florida, like, you know, is wanting to record with Andrew Wade. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I don't know. It, it'd be cool to go to like to the West Coast. Some of those Swancore kind of producers, you know, that Kurt works with, and you know, that kind of scene. That'd be pretty cool. For sure. Now I I don't know exactly who it is, and I feel bad for not knowing. But whoever produced the New Levels, New Devils, Polyphia album. I want to like write a whole album with whoever produced that because I think that is like one of the like the the, the the production on that's just ear candy to me. It is so good. Dude, yeah, um, they definitely uh, like honed in on on something for that uh, for that album. Who who did produce that? Um, that's what I'm wondering. That was like a point of no return because every, everything beforehand was like amazing from them, but that's when I really felt like oh my gosh, they know what they're doing, and they know what their sound is, and they're going to stick with this kind of sound. And the whole album itself flows so well. The production's great. I just don't know who they went to for it. But I, I remember hearing that it was uh, someone that worked with rappers. Yeah, that's what it definitely sounds like. It's, just so, it's so crisp. I'd love, I'd love to work with that, with whoever, whoever did that. Yeah, it was uh, Judge and, and Y2K. They don't... Um, I'm trying to think of who, like, I know Y2K, but who did they work with? They, oh, they work with, Y2K um, works with Baby No Money. I know that. Yeah, yeah, Baby No Money. Um, and that, oh, the Kid Leroy, that's who he worked with. Yeah. (laughs) He's worked a lot with Lil Aaron, which, like, Lil Aaron's pretty cool if you've never uh, heard him. And he's blowing up, right? Like, he's, like, writing for, like, Ariana Grande and shit now. Oh, damn. Yeah. (laughs) He's up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Judge has been, like, kind of in the same... Like, he's kind of in that same scene. Like, he works a lot with, like, Dylan Brady, who's part of... uh, 100 Gags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Half of 100 Gags. And Dylan Brady, like, even before 100 Gags, I was a huge Dylan Brady fan because he's such a great producer. But yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool to work with some somebody like that. There definitely needs to be more of a Swan Core and like this new emo trap sound crossover. That'd be that'd oh, be so, Trippy Red, right? So sick. <laughs> no, Trippy Red really is poor. That doesn't count, right? <laughs> Bad job. I'd love to do an album with uh, Strike Johnny One. Frank. With who? Johnny Crank. Oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be oh cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about somebody who has like his finger on the pulse, or he knows like, I, like I, I don't know, man. He's got like the the recipe to like really mix different sounds and genres together. Yeah, and he's like had it for like fifteen years now. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I think he per- he performs back. it all perfectly live. He does it all perfectly live. It is crazy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that show is. You, you didn't tell us about that show because we asked you in the beginning of the episode what that show was like and we didn't get an answer so uh, I guess we're coming full circle the Bill Murray show well it was um best night of my life <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like the last show of 2020 it was it was on Friday the 13th March 13th and <laughs> literally it was literally like right before everything was getting cancelled we had people like phone. basically like canceling their tickets with us because of COVID. Yeah, on the horizon. yeah. Like I can't risk being at the bro, show. Was, like, it was right at the start. Bro, I was checking my phone like 
like every freaking hour like i was just waiting for the show to get canceled you know but no we made it and it was packed and at that point there had been i think one case like one confirmed case in orlando or like orange county or something like that so you know it was just kind of just starting out so everyone came out like you know they packed the house it was it was such a fun time it really was. It was like the last hoorah before everything got taken from us. And yeah, <laughs> literally, literally, the four of us in the van had tickets to go see um, Silverstein the next day, the very next day, and that got canceled. So like, so it was man, really the like, last one. Literally the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. yeah it's so so much fun. The last show, because I was in Japan for. Um, like when when everything got canceled and I, the last show I went to was uh, this band called Sokuni Naru. They're like a Japanese math rock band, um, and it was it wasn't March, but it was definitely like February. But they started, you know, closing stuff like really early on. Yeah, over there. You gotta yeah, stop band my way after this podcast, by the way. What's up? You gotta send that band my way after this, uh, this interviews. Oh, for cool. sure. I'm yeah, sure, I'm, I'm curious. Sure I've listened to them before. I I discovered them because of uh Tyler from Wolf and Bear. We just happened to be Ooh. traveling to Japan um around the same time, and uh they were playing in Tokyo when when he was down there, and they played the night that I arrived in Osaka, and he was gonna uh come down like the next week, but then. Literally, that's when everything just started, like, shutting down. Like, <laughs> it's pretty pretty crazy. But, yeah, I was very happy that uh, they were the last, you know, band that I got to see. And, yeah, for sure, I'll, I'll send them your way. They're definitely worth a listen. They're super impressive. Oh, thank you so much. Yep. But, man, that, that Bill Murray show, though, that was, that was a whole nother level. Like, I think... I, I think it was just one of the few, like, perfect performances and shows, like, yeah, for, for us. Like, yeah, it, the crowd, the crowd perfect, was, but it was great. The crowd was, like, super into everything, and it was just good energy all night. People just didn't know when the next show would be, probably. Literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, I can't wait for the Silver Scene show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It was a big, it was a big, like, scary day for me, too, because that was the first time I was going to go, like, up on stage and be like, hey, like, I'm, you know, I'm up here now singing, you know, Chris isn't, our, our previous singer, Chris isn't here anymore, so me standing up there all in my, you know, in the middle, yeah. just like, hey, I'm, I, I, how do I be a main vocalist, like, what do I do, like, <laughs> it was, it was a scary process, but eventually, like, I just found my flow during it, and it just felt amazing, like, yeah, we you, were all you brought that energy, it. man. You brought that energy, and then after us, it was, uh, em- have you guys ever heard of Embracer? Yeah, we know yeah. Embracer. Yeah, they're, they're the ones who toured with Bill Murray for that show, and they were dope, too. Embracer's awesome. They're, they're cool, they're cool. But and then so, um, Bill Murray came up and just owned the entire <laughs> show. <bro. Like> <laughs> just, just ripped bro. it? Yeah. Ripped it. <laughs> ripped it it was like it was it was just like a giant party like they're like johnny's like you already know the songs i'm only bangers here let's go and you know hearing saxophone solos like blasting through the speakers and all that like it was just it it was the it it was only uh it was the only performance that uh 
that Johnny Frank could bring. Like, no one else could bring that kind of performance. Yeah, for sure. It was so good. Yeah, I think whenever uh, the pandemic, like, ends, he's going to be priority number one of, like, Oh yeah, artists I need to go see live. Oh yeah, definitely. He, he sounds like awesome. Probably, I mean, like, did he have like a light show or something with it? Or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, oh, the whole setup. He had everything planned out, and it was, it was just perfect. It was a perfect performance. And he was so chill too. I got to say hi to him afterwards. He was so nice. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I mean, he like that uh Bill Murray Facebook group he's like always in there he's always just the nicest guy oh yeah he always interacts with people yeah and I he, saw he his, loves um, memes I saw his yeah. live last night and oh yeah answering. I forgot about he, that he was just yeah he was just answering people's questions like he's so cool hey who's supposed to do a live stream show I wonder if he's still uh trying to make that happen yeah oh, he showed he uh, video footage made. I think from it yeah something on Instagram Nice. Um, what have you guys been listening to recently? Um, yeah, like what what's been playing on your guys' like Spotify or whatever streaming service you guys use, or have you like bought any new LPs or anything? That's a good question. Um, I've, I've been scr- jumping. Oh, you, do you want to go first, Christian? No, no, you first. I got to process. <laughs> like, like what, what should I talk about? Um, I've, been I've to, really like, so many new things. I've really been digging the new era album, and I know everyone has, but it's just such a phenomenal album. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I definitely see a lot of people uh, um, really digging that one for sure. Yeah, to me, to me, it's kind of like um, I feel like it's the album that Architects never put out this year. You know? <laughs> yeah, I I get that. 100 percent um yeah <laughs> i know Ryan i really i vibe with it instrumentally for sure oh same that's um, where i'm at like production and instrumentals on the architects album for me is really good everything else i'm just like eh, about but then but eric killed it eric killed it with the latest album yeah and i've been i've been really digging the uh new halo sun album yes great album new H show, uh I've been listening to the Citizen album. Same, new album. Oh, yeah. You like the Citizen one? That it's that makes so me good. happy because I'm a huge uh, Citizen fan, and you know I don't hear too many people talk about them in like the the Swancore groups, but like that just that, us like, two Moses, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that whole like old Run for Cover uh, crew, like bands like Titled by turnover citizen uh sea haven that's like probably my favorite era of music for sure and i'm glad that they're they're still making music yeah i was that that new album they put out was really good yeah um i've also been listening to the italian our boy's been killing it another florida guy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) what's that supposed to mean <laughs> uh, nothing. I mean, hey, I mean, Dave's from Florida too, so. Florida boys represent. Florida boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tillian's um, album was was interesting. I I like that song that he had with uh, Tim Henson from Polyphia. Yeah, for sure. That was, that was a good one. Tim Henson, Jim Henson. 
what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you kind one of do it. One doesn't. Um, allegedly, you know. Allegedly. <laughs> as far as so we I know. Have, I have to branch off from this genre. Please do. I, I haven't really been listening to... Like, I listen to a lot of mathy, a lot of rock, a lot of post-hardcore metalcore, but it's mainly, like, older albums and older releases that I just keep in my rotation. But as for new stuff, uh, I've been listening to the new Chase Atlantic album. Okay. Super good. Super, super yeah. good. Like, that's that's a, like there's a song for any kind of vibe on there. I love throwing it uh, on when I'm with my family. It's really good. Just super, super good. Everyone's like, what's that? What's that? What are you playing? Who's that? Very, very solid album. Uh, Brockhampton's Roadrunner. I've been jamming to that like religiously. What, what's week. your favorite uh, song off of that album? Oh, it's so hard, but I have to say, I'd have to say it's either. Uh, there's so many good ones on there. I love the energy of Buzzcut. I think that's one of Kevin's like best verses ever, and I love Danny Brown, so that was a good addition. But I have to say Windows because that just has such this like um, emotional weight to it having the beat switch off between every member yeah. and having a whole different vibe and then bareface coming in right at the end with a softer lower almost like lo-fi beat behind him it was just a whole experience yeah win- windows and uh, count on me are are my favorite i love like that that yes. hook, count on me it's like but- it's so catchy that one's come up a lot i'd have to also say like on the same level of windows uh Old News is probably another favorite of mine. Dude, Old News is good. Don't shoot up the party. Like, that song's kind of trippy. It is. <laughs> the, the, the whole album's so good, and I'm just... Uh, it, it's like what I was saying earlier about, like, timestamps and watching, you know, yourself or others grow. Like, seeing Brockhampton just slowly progress, like, this way has been such a beautiful thing to experience. And, and they were so impressive, like from the beginning, you know, even be yes. like, even before all the growth and all the new like members, like, yeah. Like, I, I think like earlier, you know, I like really enjoyed every, like everything that they did, but I, like, I constantly always look forward to like Merlin's verses. Cause I felt like those like stood out the most, but now like everybody's kind of really grown and expanded what they do. It feels like on every song, they're all trying to, like, match each other's, like, energy and level. And it's just, it, they're all just better for it. It, it. Everything sounds so good. And I have to say out of, like, I'm, I'm so proud of all of them for killing it. But Joba's really, like, come into his own with this album. I feel like he spits a lot of heavy stuff about what he's going through and, you know, like, his father's uh, death that he's yeah. in the process. Like, I don't want to go too deep into it, but just hearing that pain just not even like hidden away, just fully shown to you through uh, the light and throughout the album. It's just, it's painful and it, it really adds a whole nother layer to the album for me. Yeah, dude, that, I, that, I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. That verse where he gets like real honest about it, you know, his dad, like, I'm like, Oh, that kind of hurts to the core. Like you, you definitely feel the pain in that for sure. Absolutely. Great, great album. If anyone that's listening to this, if you haven't listened to Roadrunner, go check it out. See, see what you think. Yep. See what you think. Very good. Leave a comment in the Spotify comment section down below. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> cross over. Hashtag it. Send it everywhere. Get a Spotify react, please. I want Matt Champion on a Levity song, and I, I need it to happen ooh, like sooner ooh. than later. Dude, that'd be please. sick. Matt, that would dude, be Matt, sick. 
Matt Champion could definitely like rap over some kind of like swan core like guitar riffs, like definitely get him, you know. That's what I'm thinking. Like you guys need to get him on a song before he he finds out who like Colette like who Coletta is or something. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get on that soon, Alex. It's gonna be too, it's gonna it. be too late. Everybody, everybody, like listening to this, like get on his like Instagram and just start tagging Levity. Levity, 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 levity. Yeah, he has a very cool kind of like smooth uh, delivery, man. It'd be it'd be cool to hear him on this. You know, like one of your guys' songs. Ever since I saw Puya on a volume song, I was like, "There's no way in hell that like you couldn't have like a rapper on like a rock Matthew like math rock song." Yeah, that that was like what. Uh, was it two years ago or early earlier last year? I was like, dude, that's very interesting. Oh, it's such an interesting song. Like I come, I return to it here and there. I don't know if I like it or not. I just listen to it. I'm like, damn, this is like, this is real. Yeah. Because I listened to volumes like right when they started, and then I kind of like grew on Puya. I listened to a lot of Suicide Boys and obviously a lot of Ghost Mane. So I just kind of like happened across Puya, and seeing that was just weird. What was that Puya <laughs> uh, Ghost Mane song? Hundred Rounds. Dude, yeah. that song goes fucking hard, bro. So hard, dude. That's to be like one of the hardest songs ever, for sure. That's a, that's constant in my rotation, man. I always yeah. listen to that one. It's a good uh, like workout song for sure. <laughs> and I know it's Ghostman's most popular, but Mercury Retrograde, I love that song, and I listen to it like once a day. It like hypes me up in the morning. So good. I love watching like the music video too, like. Pretty yeah. cool. With like, with like that old like black and white cartoon. Yeah, it was old. Uh, I think it was an old Betty Boop cartoon or something. Like I actually like had to look up the original because I was curious after watching the music video. I was like, this is dope. Like, when did this come out? Like, oh, the third. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of good music. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about him featuring, but I just wanted to say that we will be having a feature on an EP. That you know, I think we, we uh, yeah. think the Swancore community will really fuck with. So. Ooh, can you give oh, like awesome. a little a little hint or a taste of who it may be? Hum it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They gotta wait. Don't do it. <laughs> all right, all right. It's a surprise. All right, all right. Do it. It's a surprise. I'll, but I think I'll say I... that it's it's not John Meth, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, he, not he John Meth. Okay. He wouldn't be. We all can this cool build Sorry, but, but uh, I do see that uh, recently you came out with Annabelle, you know, a newer track. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, it's more upbeat, you know, than the previous stuff. You know, you want to go into like, you know, writing your new stuff and that it was coming in the twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's it was, the whole process of Annabelle is to me. I feel like it's an experience we're never gonna get again. Because it was it was right after we released Withdrawal. We, we took like a little break from the studio just to see how people were going to react to Withdrawal. We wanted to focus on promoting it. So we just wanted to like, fo- like have all eyes, all hands on deck for that release. And the question that was brought up was just like, how are we going to take, you know, what we've done with Withdrawal? We, we, I felt like, in my opinion, we really like went off. We put so much work into that song. There's so many like amazing layers of guitar and like little noise going on like we yeah harmonies like we made it like almost like a fun expression piece 
and like a debut of new levity like this is us now this is how we sound and it was just like well what are we gonna like what are we gonna put out next like what's gonna be like do we want to kind of go the same route and continue that same energy or should we do something different and then Annabelle kind of became that different song where we just felt like Mm -hmm. it would be a really interesting and almost like just beautiful song to release after withdrawal because it's just a whole like different vibe while it still like feels like the realm of withdrawal you listen to that and you're like okay it's levity like you know but it's it's a whole different vibe Uh, all right I'm not gonna lie if anything no it's like once once you check out annabelle it's like like i said it's like way more upbeat and it feels like levity upon levity you, you know like mm-hmm. it, re- it really does it just, <laughs> compared to like i said from like the last album to this it's just like i said more upbeat yeah yeah yeah, nice. it, yeah it really uh pulled off an execution nice so Thank you so much can i ask like how does how does uh, annabelle fit into the new ep and withdraw for that matter too are they going to be on it even? We currently have a concept for it. I just don't know if, like, sh- are we going to talk about that out? Are we going to get into that? Uh, um, we can. Or at yeah, least, like, maybe like, something, don't... like, kind of brief, maybe? Yeah, something brief, yeah. Basically, we're, we're, we have this concept and idea for the album that I, I personally feel like I couldn't even go into it without you guys not being able to hear the other songs that are going to be on it. All right. Because it, I feel like it's almost like a whole package. It's one of those situations where even though I'm so happy that everyone's enjoying Withdrawal and Annabelle, I feel like everyone will truly see and feel the full picture once the EP's out. And you can hear front to back every song, you know, you know, the, the, the way it was intended. Because I feel like these songs really flow off each other, too. I feel like for, for one, a big thing for me is having an album or an EP release flow really well, where each track doesn't feel like it's different or almost like segmented or sectioned off between each other. I like it feeling like a very cohesive, you know, yeah. flow. Like uh, Oh, I agree with that. I love it when albums flow like that, which uh, brings me like, what, what is your all's writing process generally? Alex has a more, I think, healthy one than me. With me, I feel like some some days I just have, some weeks actually, I have bad, like I just have a bad brain and sometimes I can't think of anything. I can't focus on, you know, what I'm writing or can't really come up with anything solid. But for me, what I've discovered is that when I think about someone or something that's happened in my life that I've been wanting to talk about, been wanting to write about, but I haven't yet. And I don't know why I haven't yet, but I just haven't yet. It usually ends up becoming a song or becoming like an idea for me. And Annabelle was that. Annabelle like wasn't just like this like story or concept like I made up. It's all about a real person that was in my life. And like, you know, just from the heart. All right. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, also, like, I love y'all's vocal harmonies. Y'all have going, do y'all want to talk about that at all? Because I mean, that I think that's really cool. Like thing that y'all have going and i think some of them are have actually were i thought were really really impressive and like really like you know like it's like it's something i expect from like you know like it's like yeah. beatles-esque kind of stuff <laughs> yeah sometimes definitely definitely yeah um harmony's been harmony's been a really big factor in like i don't know in the overall sound of what we're doing right now um me and our bassist tony 
are the ones that are kind of like writing out the harmonies and you know essentially we're, do, we're doing kind of a lot of like little uh like ad-libs part where it's like certain words will have a harmony and like really blow it up really like make parts of it big you know so we've just been having fun with it in the studio i mean our producer has also been like writing harmonies with us it's just been a really like dynamic experience with it and just like you're just messing around like trying different things out you know like oh that sounded really cool you know maybe we'll try this with that and like maybe throw a falsetto on there like in the background you know like just we've just really been experimenting with it you know having a lot of fun with it and um definitely harmonies are is going to kind of be a staple staple for the overall sound you know like going forward that's awesome and i we, mean we did have we did have good harmonies on silhouettes but this is kind of like a step further from that you know yeah i mean it's definitely been present through all your music but like yeah it's you can tell that it's really coming together now yeah I, yeah it's really it's really cool I really love that that's a dynamic that we're rocking too, because for me, it wasn't originally planned. I'd never really done harmonies before withdrawal. I never really like had that mixed in with my voice since I've done so much solo uh, work mm -hmm. in the past. So it was a really interesting experience. And I felt like with withdrawal, we just went all off and we really like made it the most hype thing ever. Like harmonies are really prominent throughout it. And one thing I learned from withdrawal is that that's something that I feel like is a core staple that will be part of each song we do, which makes me really happy that you guys like that. I really love that you guys like that. It's going to be uh, more prominent, but I like that we'll have songs like Annabelle that show that it doesn't have to be as uh, frequent or it doesn't have to mm -hmm. like be throughout the whole song. You can hit certain points. And I feel like Annabelle is even better because of that because it hits like these certain points to where the harmonies yeah, just, just accentuates parts yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly and uh i was thinking earlier uh do y'all have like a date or like idea like a month maybe like when your new ep is going to come out not right now but we i can definitely say we are trying to shoot for by the end of the year at the latest okay all right at the latest yeah. we're trying to shoot the for latest. this year sounds yeah. good because, you know, some, sometimes, like, you know, schedules don't align and, you know, band stuff happens and we can't get everything done right on time like we want. But we're definitely working towards, you know, having that out by the end of the year mm -hmm. for everybody. And we also have a we also have something fun that we're trying to do with another song that's going to have the, you know, guest vocal on. We're going to have something set up for that. I won't get into it, but we're going to do something cool something for that that's going to line in. Something set up. Yeah, we have something set up for that song with that guest feature. And you guys will hear that and see that around the time the EP is coming out. All right. So lots to look Looking forward, forward to. to that. Be a little bit of a wait, but it's, we're going we're gonna to come out swinging the second it's done. Hey, well, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I got I'm so excited, man. Everybody get excited. Right now, right now. <laughs> I got a couple more questions left, but does someone else want to take it real quick? What's your no, guys' man, favorite? Right? What's your favorite food? <laughs> Pasta. Pasta is very solid, very underrated. Sundays <laughs> <laughs> you just crave like pasta. Certain noodle and sauce combination, and just pasta all around. Um, I'm a big fan of rotinis. 
Okay. Look at this guy. Yeah. We got a Rotini guy up in here. Yeah. That's a man of respect right there. Ro- Rotini, <laughs> remind me, what, which one are those? That's like are the swirl the... one. Like the one okay, that, uh... I was like, are those the ones that look like nipples? <laughs> <laughs> nipples on the brain, of, those? What kind of noodles have you been eating, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, all kinds, man. <laughs> Some rigged Some gnocchi nipples. Yeah, but... <laughs> Noki? <laughs> Did you say Milky or Noki? <laughs> Noki. <laughs> Dude, Noki's dope. I heard Milky. Noki is good. Noki is good. So would that be would that be pronounced Niddle or uh... with a G at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where, where are my uh, where are my angel hair fans at though? You got any overrated. Come on. Overrated. overrated. Mm, okay. I'm more uh, of a fed, I'm more of a fettuccine kind of guy. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, but it's like little... basic. No one respects the classics anymore, I swear. Dude, shells. Hey. That's the way to go. Hey, a, good, to go. a good rigatoni, man. A good rigatoni goes a long way. What's right. the nipple one called, Moses? Oh, man. <laughs> Nippoloni? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I need you. Uh, you're gonna have to share a. Pocket. You're gonna have to share a picture in the group chat, man. I need to see these nipple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are or 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 chetties or something. Or titties. Or titties. Or chetties. Or titties. Or chetti. Or chetti. Ezio or chetti. Or chetti. Give me the nipple. Gabagool. <laughs> oh man. That was Italian 101 with the Demo Team podcast. Yeah. Simon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in oh, next week for Chinese food. Oh, okay. dude. We're going, moving Chinese on to vermicelli next week. <laughs> Ver- vermicelli is Vietnamese, right? Have you ever had a fideo, Moses? Fideo? Yeah. No, it doesn't ring a bell. That might just be a Mexican thing, and don't, don't try it, honestly. I what, thought you were what, what, what is it? What is it? What? What is it? It's um, it's vermicelli with like, um, like taco meat on it, oh, or something like that. Yeah, I don't recommend it, but I can't tell my grandma that, so <laughs> but, I don't know. Interesting. But I thought maybe Moses would know since he's from down south too. So yeah, never, never heard of it. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. I want to yeah. hear everyone's favorite meal of all time right now. Go favorite, favorite meal. meal. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. All right, who's gonna go first? I'll start. Chicken parmesan. Chicken parmesan. That's a solid one. Man, that's tough, man. Favorite meal? I know, especially spur of the moment, but I was... I will always, I always take some hibachi. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Like a nice hibachi plate. Honestly, oh, I'm... Yeah. I'm a, oh, wait. Japanese curry. Yeah. Ooh. Man. And it has to be from a specific place, because they have it... In Japan? To, yeah, well... <laughs> in LA, it's called a... Toko Ichibanya, and what's special about them is you can pick the the spiciness level, and oh man, like, it's so good. 
I mean, they, they honestly have, like, the recipe completely down. It's, like, not too sweet. And, um, like, even, like, their chicken katsu or the tonkatsu, like, they get it perfect, man. Um, yeah, obviously, if you guys are ever lucky enough to go to Japan, definitely look for your nearest Koko Ichibanya. It's, it's a chain there, but, like, a lot of the chains in, in Japan are, like, really good. Cool. I want to plan a trip to Japan for like next year, yeah, or so so I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Let, let me know, tour and I'll I'll give you like a list of things to do and check out because I've I've been there multiple times and have spent like oh, like a total of like six months. Yeah, I think over six months there. So that's amazing. Did you have a good time there, dude? I I love I love Japan. I'm I'm pretty sure I talk about it on the podcast a lot, and if I don't, it's because I don't want to be the guy that talks about it all the time, but it's my favorite place in the world. It's awesome. Sure. What was this? Have you ever been to Ribera Steakhouse? Ribera Steakhouse? Ribera. No, where's that at? Tokyo City? Maguro City in Tokyo. Oh, I, like, I've gone to a couple of uh, places in like Maguro, like the Maguro section. Like mm-hmm. I went to like a Tex-Mex place there, but... Steakhouse doesn't um, ring a bell. Like the one that I, the one that I've gone to a lot was called like Fifty One Steakhouse, I think, and it's in Rapongi. You should and, check uh, it out. It's like a, it's like a lot of like pro wrestlers, boxers, and like mixed martial artists. It's like a theme restaurant. A lot of like classic fighters and wrestlers and all kinds of shit. Like they, it's like a rite of passage to get a jacket from Rabetta Steakhouse. Wow. Oh, oh. All right. You know, you know where I did go. I went to uh, Gunpachi, which is, and I've been there a bunch of times. And that's like the the Kill Bill uh, restaurant, like the oh, where they had the no giant to fight like the crazy eighty eights and um, I yeah. the chick's name. Um, but yeah, that's definitely going on my list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Gunpachi. It's in. It's in. Um, I think they might have two, but the original is in uh, Rapongi. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. It's but, not as big. I mean, it's a big restaurant, but it's not as big as it looks um, um, in the movie. Like, they don't have that, like, stage where the band's playing. But it, it it's still pretty big. Oh, I'm I find like a piece of it. paper to write this down on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, what what's everybody else's favorite dish? Dude, I can't even narrow it down. <laughs> I almost went um, with Korean fusion, but Jap- Japanese uh, curry is the way to go. Does this count as a dish? There's a sushi buffet, like a real, actually like legit one. Like they're actually making it in front of you in like Addison, Texas, and that. And I love going there. And Wait, what was the name of, of the of the place? It used to be called Tokyo One, but they changed the name. And it's like they they bring in, I think they're bringing in sushi chefs from other restaurants and bringing them there for lunch to do a lunch buffet, basically. Mm. And it's man, that's my, probably one of my favorite things to do is go to that sushi buffet. The the sushi place that I used to go to around there a lot was raw sushi or R A sushi. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been to the one in Austin, but I haven't been to the one in Dallas. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. 
this is the place to get your sushi recommendations. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, help. make an official list. What, what's Ryan, up? what's your go-to? For what? For uh, your your meal. Is it meatloaf? Weed. I mean, I do make like a really good. I make a good meatloaf. I'm not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> we're talking about like going out to eat or like cooking at home. Dude, no, just your favorite meal to eat. Like favorite meal, one that you make or one that you get. Or at from... least like one of your favorite meals if you can't pick one. Specifically, yeah. just one you like. Shit. I mean, I mean, where do we go, man? Like we could uh, fucking. Um, I don't know. First, like, first thing that comes to mind. About me cooking Whopper shit, Jr. like Whopper Jr. Whopper Jr. Yeah. yeah. Whopper Jr. Impossible Jr. Whopper. Not even like a big boy Whopper, but a Whopper Jr. <laughs> Thinking of like your favorite food, like the realm of your favorite food, and having Burger King anywhere near that realm, I just don't get it. I don't understand. But I respect that. It's a good choice, regardless. I, if I had to pick something, though, I'd probably just say Shepherd's Pie because like my grandma's Ooh. like made. Like growing up, All right. like I, I was taught how to make it. So like I get, I because my grandma's from the, uh, she's from England. She grew up in like Manchester when like Nazis were bombing it. So I got a good ass recipe for some shepherd's pie. Right. I was like, got a good ass recipe. Oh Is that that's yeah. like the, the ground beef and cheese and, and like, there's like the like mashed there. potatoes on top, right? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. You get some corn, uh, not corn. Uh, you get peas. some carrots, peas, and you make yourself like a really they nice. I love them peas. And then you like put all the shit and tie like a big tub, and then you put mashed potatoes that you like. I, I like to make my mashed potatoes like from scratch. I don't do, I don't do that instant store shit, but you make them with some fresh potatoes, and then you put the potatoes on top. You cover it in like a butter glaze, and then you put it in the oven until like the potatoes have a nice like crisp crust on it. That sounds delicious. I'm hungry now. Right on, right on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great pick though, man. Shepherd's pie is delicious. Oh yeah, if you if you want a meal that just like you up and it's like hearty, like yeah, just hearty, hearty. Oh. But but uh, uh, Big Mac, yeah, that's what I'll go for. <laughs> they had a Burger King uh, shepherd's pie. Yeah. <laughs> don't give me ideas, bro. <laughs> oh, that's probably more weird. Shepherd's pie. <laughs> They'll risk it all. Don't don't tell them that. We'll do it. Impossible shepherd's pie. Or it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck the McRib. Let's get the shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Oh. You guys ever make your own chicken pot pie? Yes. No. I was, well, no. I, I like a veggie pie. I mean, pie. the microwave. No, no I'm, I'm, I meant like from scratch, man. Oh. Yeah, dude, from scratch. Never. It's really good, you know but I don't really like... That, bro. I don't really like chicken like that, but like a veggie pot pie. Ooh. I'm just all I'm saying is chicken pot and pie. Those are like my three favorite things. So. The three <laughs> core essentials you need in life. <laughs> That's what he's running on. It's, uh... Made from scratch though, like frozen food's terrible for you. Hell yeah, dude! It's just full of salt and preservatives. Damn, hey, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, man. Listen, man, I'm just hungry. I'll I'll, I'll eat whatever. I'll don't eat whatever. frozen food. All hungry. Don't frozen food we should all go get people. food sometime. Unless it's Hot Pocket. Or Banquet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Brian, I'm a little disappointed, man. Like, you said Burger King, and I was like, man, there's roast beef, chicken, and pizza. Like, you I'm, eat at Arby's, bro. <laughs> Dude, Arby's is great, man. 
Dude, no. <laughs> no. Bro, my dad's I gotta get my this. quarterly Arby's. Number one fan. He's gonna love this interview so much. No, he's gonna be like, thank you. He loves he likes Arby's. Either you literally like three AM all the time. Like, hey Christian, can you put an order in for Arby's? I'm like, that's They're not open at three AM. What? Okay, well, no, what's his go to um what's his go to Arby's order then? Not 3 a.m. I'm thinking. I'm oh. thinking McDonald's for some reason. I I get McDonald's at 3 a.m. Dad will get Arby's at like eight or nine. I mean, and get that roast beef. If they were open at 3 a.m., that would be cool as fuck. That would be honestly. That'd be like, a game changer. I Dude, maybe I put... I'd consider Arby's more if they had it open that late. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know when's the last time I had Arby's. It had to be like over 10 to 12 years ago. It's yeah, like, Arby's. you start eating it ironically, and then you start liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, still good. I That's what happened to me. No, no joke, I've, I've tried to, like, convince my girl to go to Arby's ironically. She's like, why? <laughs> You're kidding, right? I'm like, yeah. Dude, okay, that's like, what I did, and then I started I like, liking it. I was like, let's go to Arby's. It's a joke. And then I, like, drive by an Arby's every day on my way to work. And my mind just, like, completely blocked it out. I've never been to Arby's. Like, they literally advertise, like, a ham sandwich between buns. And I'm just like... No, it's roast beef, not ham. <laughs> roast beef. Get oh, ham and cheddar, bro. It's there. Brisket. They got euros now. <laughs> oh, my I'll, God. No way. I'll get that over thick rib, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love euros, but I wouldn't get one from Arby's. I've had it before. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'd rather go to like Halal. I kind of want to try it. Oh, dude, Halal guys is so good. Yeah, dude, their spicy sauce is fucking spicy. Oh, they, they charge you like a quarter for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, we <laughs> like, branched off let, of this. I love it. Yeah, last time I checked, we were at the hour mark, and now we're like at an hour and twenty minutes. Thirty. I got a couple <laughs> more questions for Alex, though. All right. Yeah. So. Me and Alex, we known each other from our fantasy football league, so I kind of wanted to pick your mind. Like, what, what are you looking at this year in the first round? In the Trying first to strategize. Round. Yeah, who, who are you looking at? Um, give him, give him kinda early. Truth only. Yeah. Well, well, why don't want to help him? Yeah, why wouldn't we not tell you, though? <laughs> I don't know. We're going against <laughs> each other. Um, I don't know, man. This class who are you not looking at? Who's the trap? Hmm. Honestly, anyone, anyone on the Cowboys or the Eagles, to be to be honest. I know yeah, you're probably. a Cowboys fan. But... <laughs> you're probably right. Was Alex um in the fantasy league like the one year that I that I joined? And, like... No, he was in. Uh, we're I think we're in a different one. Okay. Because that one, I think it's kind of dying, but. <laughs> yeah, I stopped paying attention to it after like yeah. maybe the the first half of the season, and I was like. Uh... I know it's kind of it's kind of draining. For, for two years now, right? Yeah, I was in another one with one. Moses, and then yeah. yeah, but that one's I don't know. No, I think that one's probably going to be done this year. So, so, and then I guess also you're you're a regular in Swan posting, aren't you? More or less a, re- a regular? Maybe not a regular, but you're in there a lot. Do you have? <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite off, like a favorite that. lore? Um, favorite lore. One posting. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a favorite lore? Um, I gotta say I love all the uh, 
tattoo post. <laughs> Dude, the tattoo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see like the most recent tattoo one? Like, um, I don't. Which one? Um. Uh, dude, the one where like some somebody got uh like the lyrics to shoot what I'm drawing a blank people you know, and like she got she got them facing her so technically they're upside quote unquote upside down because oh my gosh uh, when you get tattoos you're supposed to get them for other people not yourself right and, like dude some some chick who's like a, a tattoo apprentice like went on a rant. And she's like, there, oh. there's like, there's certain rules and guidelines that you follow, and like, the it was like a paragraph, and it like, became like a, it became a copy pasta, didn't it? Yeah, it became a copy. <laughs> but the funny, the funniest thing is that she like mentioned like the judges from like that show Ink Master. I don't yeah. know why, but I thought like, who gives a fuck like what that. they think? Like, oh, uh, Dave Navarro, right? Yeah, like Dave Navarro's not even a tattoo, like. A judge. Well, I think he didn't even have that many tattoos. No, he's like he's like a host, but they actually have like judges that like are respected in the tattoo world. Um, But honestly, their tattoos aren't even that great. Uh, But yeah, like I like it became a copy pasta, and I found like a really bad tattoo of uh, the Afterburner album art, and like I like I posted it like using the copy pasta thing. (laughs) <laughs> oh my that's god that's hilarious <laughs> oh man restaurant posting is savage bro yeah Dude, I just remember there was like one there was Cut like throat. one night where everybody went in on somebody for talking about Chick-fil-A and like oh my god like that was like the like one of the funniest stories ever was like like people like going at it against each other over like Chick-fil-A it's crazy dude <laughs> what was that about I vaguely remember it. Like, so, you know, like, people make, like, those posts, like, hey, going to Taco Bell, y- y'all want anything? Like, somebody Oh, that was that me until they kicked me out. Yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then it turned to, like, how can you support Chick-fil-A? Like, one time I got kicked out of small posting. <laughs> wait, you got kicked out of small posting because of the Chick-fil-A thing? No, I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, that... Oh, I that did. Was, okay, so, yeah, that was... That was hilarious, like watching people like go at, go at it against each other over Chick Fil A. <laughs> Don't support Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, dude, so I'm posting it's out of hand, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even They're, like comment uh, on it. Very devoted. I just like I just like check out the post, and if I see anything crazy, like I'll send it Alex's way. But I don't. I, I'm too scared to like even comment on anything. You do. <laughs> You should be, man. <laughs> Honestly, like they'll, getting they'll tear kicked me up out. Saying I like something, like <laughs> it's horrible. I would say getting kicked out, like really, wasn't the worst thing that happened to me. In fact, it might have been rather positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it left a positive impact on your life. Getting kicked out. Of, <laughs> of course, Toxic Free is pretty cool, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there. People are. I think are a little. People are a little less. Uh, there's a lot less copy. They don't jump on you for stuff. It, it's definitely more tamed for sure, which yeah. is good. Which is get a I'll hop in there a couple times, but Yeah. It's funny that within the groups it's like known as like the lame one. Like nobody calls it third like third times a charm or toxic free. 
They're like, oh yeah, the the lame one. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh the not uh hyperactive and uh bitchy one. <laughs> the the no, although that one. that one has had its moments. Like yeah, uh, that's true. Like there there was a one dude that was like, I talk to the band every week. <laughs> like we like, <laughs> there's several of those dudes. <laughs> the the insiders. Yeah. Yeah. I have a meme for that. Every time I see someone say so, that type of shit, I just post a post a meme that's just very proper. Dude, I was gonna make like a like a fake meme, like get like a picture of of them like talking to like Will Swan, but it's just like hey 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 hey, and like Will Swan like never like responding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like hey, they're hey. just D, like so, his DMs or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I like, never went that far. Left on red. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so tragic. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have any more uh, questions for Levity? Uh, before you go, is there anything you would like everyone, all the listeners, to know about y'all? Uh, Alex, do you have anything to know about us? Just that. Keeping the mystery. Or any like that final we are, words, uh, I guess, yeah, or, like parting words. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're working on new music. Um, we have Annabelle and Withdraw out right now on Spotify, and we got Go some new stuff out. coming out. Yeah, we got some new stuff coming out. Um, can you think of anything else, Christian? Uh, all up, all I can think of right now is just big thank you to everyone that's listened to the two songs or listened to Levity in general. Or to anyone that's uh, checking us out. Oh my gosh, I can't say anything, right? Anyone that's checking us out uh, after they listen to this. Thank you all so much. And Where we have can some fun stuff coming you guys? out. You can pull us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Most of it's under Levity Florida or Levity FL. All right. That's where nice. you can find most of our stuff. Uh, same thing for YouTube. I'm trying to give more love to the YouTube channel right now, but we're not, like, there, there yet. But feel free to subscribe and check out the Annabelle visualizer. That was a lot of fun to have made. Yeah. And the withdrawal music video Ooh, was a lot of fun to video. shoot. We shoot it, We shot the uh, withdrawal music video, fun fact, at my parents' house. And we used uh, a lot of different parts of the house for different scenes. And my favorite at the beginning with me holding the candle in that hallway is just my laundry room. Yeah. That was my... um debut acting role for my Actually, acting Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he can outact all of us. It's crazy. I'm like, Alex, like, where did that come from? <laughs> I just <laughs> channel that inter- interactor in me, man. And... <laughs> like, I was so well, nervous. I was trying to emote right and just, like, you know, just do the best job I could. I'm not an actor, but then Alex just comes out of nowhere and just, like, shows up like, and just, just really <laughs> kills it. And I'm like, okay. Made it look easy. <laughs> made, it, made it look easy. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for checking us out and for everyone that will check us out. And we got new music coming soon. Yeah. Don't forget about that special feature that we're going to have. Yeah, oh, keep yeah. Your oh, we won't. <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. Thank you, guys. For, uh... I was going to be like, who is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say thank you guys for coming on, man. Um you guys have been like super cool. It's been one of my favorite interviews to date. Um, so thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Yeah, this is great. We'll have y'all back on sometime for sure. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to be back on. Thank you. Good vibes, man. 
Good vibes. You're, you're always welcome, Appreciate guys. You guys. Like, Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys, for all the good. love. Of course. All right, y'all. Take care. Later. All right, take care. Right, see you guys. Hey. What a great interview. That Who, was. Who's got the maraca, though? Like, it sounds like somebody's shaking, like, the maraca or something. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good interview. Shout out to Levity. They were awesome guys. Uh, yeah, really great Good guys. vibes, for sure. Give them a listen, for sure. Yeah. Got Annabelle. Yeah. This new single Annabelle. and their new EP with their uh, feature that... Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> they're, they're, that's, it's gonna be uh, Joey. What's his name from? It's in every Joe, Joey Patone. <laughs> I mean, real. I mean, realistically, we could guess based on like, like the bands they talked about. Like my guess would probably be like someone from I Met a Yeti, maybe, possibly. Yeah, that would make uh, sense. Still gonna go with Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, yeah, gotta, he's been killing it. He's yeah. disappearing and everything. Maybe for, it's course. He's got some Florida vibes. Dude, I create I created this lore of like uh um Will Swan and, and Travis Barker teaming up um due due to like the one or it wasn't Machine Gun Kelly, the Trippy Red song that uh that they worked on together. What if like a friendship like formed between the two of them and then Will Swan was added on to um <laughs> Was added on to Blink One Eighty Two. He then kicks out Matt Skiba and brings in Tom DeLonge, but he kicks out Mark Hoppus for sucking at bass and brings in Eric Lodge. <laughs> and then you get, just becomes my screen vocal. Yeah, Sound Tom Battle Mountain One Eighty Two. You shit. get like he he'd bring in John Mess, and it would just be Tom DeLonge, Will Swan. John Mess, Eric Lodge, and Travis. You know, do you re- you don't really need Tom DeLonge though. You could probably. No man, Tom DeLonge is. A... I mean, he's good, but he's pretty into this whole alien thing now, and. So he's good. It just sounds like, like you're making. He's not like he's like he doesn't necessarily need to be in something for it to be good, except for Blink One Eight Two. He needs to be in Blink One Eight Two for it to be good. But... Yeah. It sounds like you're not making another Blink One Eight Two, but like another boxcar racer. Sounds like you're making a dance, Gavin dance with uh, it's Tom DeLonge and Battle Travis Mountain Barker. In 182, that's what it is. That's so EBM 182. <laughs> hey, Tillian likes the cover Blink 182. Does he? No, he just did that one little video. The boy, my yeah, yeah, exactly. But I didn't even know he did yeah. that. Just oh, one really? little thing. He just said he just did. I miss you. The only obnoxious part. I, I Where are you? And I'm so, so sorry. sorry. That's what he did. Cannot sleep. Again. I cannot sleep tonight. I need somebody and always. We can go all night. <laughs> How do you? Yeah, Jesus, that voice though. Like. That just like that range. <laughs> Somebody like, tried to do like a scientific study of like Tom DeLonge's voice in that in that song specifically. 
<laughs> really the fuck is- like, eh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Voice man. inside my head. No, he says yed. Yed, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone started saying yed in songs yeah. after that. It changed the whole landscape of music. It really did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people also make fun of Patrick Stump for like not pronouncing songs like, I mean, uh, words like like fully. But like. It's a little different. It's not the it's not the same as Tom DeLonge. He's Tom DeLonge is infamous. Patrick Stump is I don't know mumbly. He's kind of infamous, bro. Like they make, yeah, I guess, but not the make, Tom DeLonge. There, there's like literal videos of them trying to translate like what he's saying, but they're like fucking up the words because of the way. That I feel like them. I feel like every time I listen to Fall Out Boy, I pick up a new lyric. Honestly, and I listen to Fall Out Boy a lot. <laughs> I mean, I don't I listen. Think- much as I used to, but when I listen to Fall Out Boy, I only listen to uh, Take This to Your Grave, and every now and then I'll go back to From Under the Cork Tree. And the, like, three songs that I liked from uh, from the album after that, Infinity on High. Yeah. I still need to listen to the one after that. Like I said, it's solid. Oh, it, it gets, oh, like, a oh, solid B. Just a solid B. Um, recent listens. Recent listens. I guess we all listen to the Tillion Factory Reset. Factory Reset that iPhone. So did he like, like, how do you factory reset a human being? Do you like put a Q-tip in your ear till you press the button, or that's the whole thing? I don't. (laughs) Not your ear. Oh. I no. think he's where like cash. Go ahead. <laughs> go on then, cash. Where do you stick the Q-tip? <laughs> Which hole? <laughs> really putting me on the spot, aren't you? Um, do you guys Any have the top, top three Left songs? I, like for me, it was Holy Water, um, Factory Reset. Wait, was it Factory Reset? Um, yeah, that song was good, and either. Caught in the Carousel or Anthem or what was the song that he did with the Tim Henson? Dose. Yeah. Was that? Was that Dose? No, it was not Dose. How dare you? Um, Didn't he work on the whole album? No. He worked with the. You could have swore. You're wrong. Take it back. You're wrong. Take it. Take it back. No, but Uh, actually, holy. uh, Holy water. Um, sounds like, like, maybe, uh, Will Swan, like, had a little, yeah, a little feature in there. The thing about Holy Water, like, starting out the album was, like, I, like, listened to it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be, like, Tillian's version of, like, Johnny Craig Amorosa is what I was thinking, basically. And then, and then it ended up being a lot more than that. Which, I mean, I like the album. Like, it it was a very solid album. But, yeah, that's, (sighs) that's what I was thinking of Holy, uh, Holy Roller led me to believe that what it was going to be um the, you know i think there was four great songs on that album there was a couple of good ones but there was definitely two that i didn't care for anarchy right uh, yeah anarchy is number one can you guys guess the the other one um hands around my throat nope uh all i crave no, it, it's the one that sounds like super eight, like eighties, like 
<laughs> like nerd, like of nerd course. Pop. Um, oh, which one is? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, is act, it, out. act out, act out. Oof. There you go. Imagination is the one he did with Tim, uh, Jim. Yeah, Henson. imagination was uh, the one with uh, Tim Henson. Jim Henson, yeah. Yeah. So imagination. So, wait, wait. I have a question. You like a song that Matt Malpass produced on? Well, whatever, dude. You know, <laughs> what, are you, what am I going to do? I think it's his factory reset. <laughs> Good, good job, good job, Matt Malpiss. You have one song that I like. Well, no, because I, I like a bunch of songs from from a uh, ex- acceptance speech. Just, hey, they just sounded bad, but they're great songs nonetheless. Hey, shout out Tim Fury though for doing uh, All I Crave. Did he? he? He's the producer on that. Audio engineer, anyway. Oh yeah, they they uh. They like updated the production personnel. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, dude! Louis from uh from Wolf and Bear was on uh All I Crave as well. Yeah. I have to listen to that one again. Mm-hmm. Still no Will Will Swan uh credit for you guys, Holy Water. Do you guys feel like this was a stronger album than The Skeptic? Dude, I yeah, because I don't even remember The Skeptic, but I think yeah. this one remember was Cop- more. It was more interesting, for sure. I think what's I think the only reason why Skeptic like was like as good as it was was because Cocky was like a really strong single. Um yeah. A little too cocky. That's just, was, just stuck in my head all the time. It was a good song for sure, and um, I'm sure there I could find a song here and there that I liked if I took the time to listen to it. But uh, I don't like. I do like the effort. That the moral of Moses, huh? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I was saying that I, I like the effort that they put that they put into this uh, album, and they, I mean, like Tillian and whatever team he's working with, and Rice Records, like, like they did a good job of promoting it. Like, there's a lot of like kind of weird but interesting. Um, like photo shoots, you know, like to go with like very colorful clothes. Yeah. yeah, very colorful. He looked like it looked like a picnic on acid or something, you know, like it's like if uh Dexter took place in the seventies. It's like um and, it, and if it was a musical. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um it's like yeah, if no, Panic it's... at the Disco was doing a photo shoot. Maybe. <laughs> I think Panic at the Disco can put things a little that's true yeah but to you know like they're very like thought out and uh, but i think all in all it's a it's a great album um i think i'd give it a higher rating if act out and anarchy weren't in the track listing but overall you know pretty impressive what do you guys think anthem is catchy as hell and Anthem like, is great, dude. Yeah. And I don't, like, there's like part of me that doesn't want to like it, but it's just like, it's stuck in my head right now. Like as we're talking about it. Yeah. Do, like do. Oh man. I, like I want to like dose, but you know, there's parts of it that I don't like as well. Wrong with poison. Poison. What do you don't like that? That's not the little that, beep beep beep. That, wait, is that dose? That's not dose. Yeah. What would no, a song about poison not be dose? Poison is Anthem. Yeah. Bro. Is that the reason the water? Yes. Anthem. That's Anthem, bro. 
Dose is the one that sounds like like wannabe tool or something. <laughs> I think I was like the one guy that liked that one. <laughs> of course you were, man, because you like Thirty Days of Grace. Uh, born and raised. <laughs> I love Thirty Days of Grace. But Let's you know get what? It going. We should we should talk to Killian himself hate about this album. Everything about you. <laughs> oh man. Let's talk to Tilly himself about this album, guys. Do uh, I love you. <laughs> we have we have special guest uh, Tillian on the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Is, I'm glad you listened to my album. This is Tillian. <laughs> trying to split my teeth right now. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> what the fuck? I'll fuck all you up. <laughs> oh my god bro. Michael Dude, Jackson Have you ever heard Tillian talk Yeah that's definitely, definitely Not what Tillian sounds like <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna tell Tillian You don't talk like that Oh my god uh, Tillian was on South Park maybe But yeah. It's weird You'd think that With a voice that high He would sound like Mike Tyson But he's just usually like Hey how you doing That's me What's going on guys Hey No but really We have no. Tillian on the podcast You Tillian. don't Yeah Tillian. I don't think Tillian, you... Tillian. Hey what's up? Hey guys, it's ah. me, Tillian. Do you guys do you guys hey, have any questions Tillian. about the album? Yeah, his voice is way more reserved than you think. You would think. This is what I sound like. What the fuck are you talking about? Who yeah, are for you? For being so outspoken on social media, he is um. Right, very... his, his persona. <laughs> yeah, he's very soft-spoken. Fine, guys, <laughs> don't go along with my bit. It's okay. Welcome you to know, the great. The Dragging Team podcast. <laughs> I like Killian more. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, aside uh, Tillian's new album, what else has come out that we should... Uh... Well, is everybody Whoa. done uh, saying their piece about it? Does anybody else have, you know, a favorite song or, or anything to say? I, I mean, need more. Are you good? I'm good. I mean, uh, like I said, like, when I, I wanted to elaborate on that Amorosa thing I said, I guess, was, like, I thought, like, this album was going to be, like, Dance Kevin Dance Light. Like, it was going to be, like, Weedly Guitars, but not quite as Weedly as um Dance Kevin Dance and, like, No Screaming, things like that. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I listened to Holy Water, that was. And then, in, you know, which was, which is, like, fine, that's cool. But then it, like, kind of surpassed my expectations in that regard because like, of being so versatile, so. Yeah, no, there's uh, definitely, you know, um, some interesting moments, and overall, it's a it's a good album. Solid. I mean, and now I'll listen to a few songs from it again. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, it's not like a throwaway out. It's not like, I don't know, that last Bring Me the Horizon album. I don't really want to listen to any the music from it. Well, no. Yeah. Even though people, I see people like, oh, I, I really like this song from Last Spring. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it honestly. But oh. we're not talking about Bring Me the Horizon yeah. right now. We don't need, it. we don't need to bring that up every time, right? I think we do at least anytime. Yeah, we, we talk about, about Bring Me the Horizon a lot. Anytime a band tries you to know, do something boring for their for their new album, but yeah, um, yeah. I guess. Band- if metalcore band turns buttcore, we just say, hey, look, it's like um, Premier Horizon. Did y'all listen to Talon's new album? Because that least? shit, yeah, at least, like, that new Fire, EP. Fire, bro. 
dude, that was like a really fucking good album. Yeah, like it was really like vulnerable and stuff like that. That is like that blew me away, honestly. Kalen is a very talented artist, and yeah, we're just we lucky have Ron to... too. Sometime we do. Yeah, it's been I mean... a long time. Order, really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for giving us great tunes. I can't recommend it enough. Go listen to at least. And it's shit. like it's eleven minutes long too. It's like not even you know you have to take that much time out of your day. But like that's like a great album. Like um. Was a tidal wave surgery like that? Was that's an intense song. Dude, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Just holding my hands, accepting defeat. The EP is out right now. You got like some great songs on there, man. Anything from window dressing, Evelyn anxiety, tidal wave surgery. I'm your therapist now. All of it, just bangers. And it's got it's, that. Magic. Yeah, it's 11 minutes and 11 seconds. It's like in that like that Canada songs daughters area where you don't need to be like listening to it forever it just it gives you everything you need in a tight compact little time and you want more that's what you're walking away with definitely yeah and it's cool like if y'all want something new like apparently there's a, a song called domination by Kazo, sullivan king and papa roach it's like oh papa roach <laughs> papa roach <laughs> yeah, yeah really moses moses is gonna bring out the uh the chin straps again, right? <laughs> nah. Can you believe uh, Papa Roach? That's another good workout song. <laughs> Papa Roach tried to like move to Sacramento and try to like move in on Deftones territory and try to say that they were a Sacramento band. I can remember when that shit happened. I don't know. I just remember everybody thinking Papa Roach was lame from the start because from the, really? from the jump. Yeah, there, uh, dude. There one like there one or their first single or whatever was basically like stolen from, uh, I think it was crazy train and basket case. Uh, it's an, Ozzy it's an iron maiden. Day. It's an yeah, iron maiden. Song. Like that, that's freaking green day. And then the lead is like the fucking crazy train lead. Oh, it's uh, iron maiden. It's an iron, maiden. iron maiden. Whatever. An iron maiden. Some boomer Bo- band. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate on Iron Maiden. I'm sure that'll. I can't remember their first. I'm sure that was. will make the Iron Maiden fans very happy. The very devoted ones. All, all three but, of them. That all the podcast. Iron Maiden fans. That that's, true. Okay. that's true. That's uh, true. Though when my though when my band was on the podcast, my bassist really does love Iron Maiden. So I mean, shit. <laughs> but he hates Dan. Iron Maiden. Solid as hell. No, my bass is the my bass is the only other person in the band that likes dance Kevin Day. Run to the hills. Big four, right? <laughs> that shit had like two hundred plays on Spotify. Iron Maiden's cool. I mean, like don't doesn't tell sure. their their lyrics deal with history too. They're really doesn't woke for the eighties. T shirts, so they gotta be cool. You know, oh, have you guys checked out the new uh, Churches song? No. Dude. I don't really like Churches that much. Really? Churches? Well, I like their chicken. Yeah. I'm white, but I'm not that white, bro. Tur- Dude, Churches is dope, man. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, they were just so like why like they didn't they were like couldn't do the whole like synth 
pop thing all the way, and they were too like whiny lyrics. Yeah, I never really liked them that much. It's cool that you like them, Moses, but dude, whiny. They're like pretty upbeat. Um, I don't know Churches. what you mean by whiny, but sure. I like I like their new song. Um, other than that, Porter Robinson dropped oh second album. Dude, it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Uh, Nurture and it took him like seven years to come out with like his second album. World dropped. Uh, yeah, like seven years. Ago. Yeah, twenty fourteen. But that's kind of what I've been listening to nonstop. And like I said, it it's a beautiful album. I was going to listen to it, but I was working out, and I was like, no, this is not the right place to listen to it. Yeah, I've been, like, I've, li- I've listened to it nonstop for, like, the last two days, and I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out who gets my, like, album of the year so far. Like, it might be Porter Robinson. Um, I feel like I'm gonna, I'd probably listen to that more than the Hail, the Hail the Sun album. I mean, the Hail the Sun album is great and flawless, but... Porter Robinson's like a lot more easy to listen to. Like I, I can put it on, you know, Hail, rip. Hail the Sun or that Young Stoner Life album is so good. Like I, I'm a huge Young Thug fan. Um, so that's solid. Yeah, I like I. You know who knows? Uh, Drake still has an album. Oh yeah, and so does uh, Idola. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers- well, wait another three years. Perhaps Dance Gavin Dance at the end of the year. It's been possibly floated. Potentially. Think? Other single? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it could. Yeah, it very well could just be a single. Summer. They they're good at those summer singles, you know. Oh, well, they yeah. said that there would be something by. Uh, they're talking about something by the end of the year. So I don't know if the. Well, I mean, I guess they could drop a summer single, but it's not like it was something more like December November. I would imagine like. Any time within between now and like the end of the year is like like we'll just throw it out randomly and people will just fucking swoop on it. Yep. Yeah, like dude, I saw this random song uh hop on my uh release radar called uh Verrazano Villains and it like I had to like do like a double take because I saw the Papadonna, who's a rapper from Blue Tank Lands, followed by Taking Back Sunday on the same song. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And sure enough, it literally is Capadonna rapping and then Taking Back Sunday doing the hook, uh, Adam Lazara and John Nolan. And, like, it makes sense. Both are from, you know, like, the New York boroughs. Um, Taking Back Sunday's from Long Island, and I believe uh, most of Wu-Ting's from Staten Island. So, like, I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely. Interesting. <laughs> um, I think we're just I mean, in the right climate for it to happen now. Huh? We're just in the right climate for it to happen now. Now it's starting to make sense for that. To, yeah, for that yeah, I guess so. It would have been cool. I mean, it definitely would have been cooler if it happened sooner because there were so many like, like during the scene, there was a lot of bands coming out of like New York and New Jersey and yeah, were legendary for their like contribution to the scene but also contribution to hip hop. Um you know, just, like for the longest time the only bands that collaborated with like hip hop artists were like stupid like new metal bands like Limp Biscuit and Papa Roach. Corn. Yeah, Corn. 
you know, just scatting on a track. Lincoln Park, now that they're stupid, but they did. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park's like, you know, the the nicer of the new metal band. The Jay-Z, the Jay-Z, man. Yeah, they did that. What the hell are you waiting for? Lincoln Park and Buster Rhymes. That would have been oh, dope, God. dude. It Why? happened. It happened. And I listened listen to it. Sk- it's called uh, Together We Made It, I think, is what it's I called. refuse to believe that. Um, oh, what happened? You, just, you made that up, Cash. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't make it up. I will send you a screenshot. A screenshot. I know, I know it exists because it was. It played all the time on this on one year of Madden, like Madden '09 or something. <laughs> was it like, like a track they, like, Yep. Here we go. We made it. We made it. Yeah. I'm gonna send you a screenshot right now in the group meet. We made it. No, oh that's my cat. God. <laughs> that's cat. It exists. Together we made it. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like when, Buster. I'll, I'll check that song out. That um, new Buster Rhymes. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it, but it does exist. Yeah. Buster Rhymes had some bangers, bro. <laughs> I, some I was listening to, uh, what's that name, Woo Ha the other day. What's up? I was listening to Woo Ha the other day, you know, um, by Buster Rhymes. Fuck, it was like from the 90s, though. You know that one? I, I'm i trying to think. I know, uh, go Woo Ha, Woo Ha. Keep y'all in check. It doesn't ring a bell. Like uh, I, it's uh, an old one. Put your hands where my eyes can see or whatever. Or um, was that the same album? Give me some more. Was on. Oh, dude, give me some more. Was that dope song? That song. That video for it was fucking amazing too. Dude, it was creepy, bro. It was like a. Yeah, I remember watching that. Busta dropped an album last year, the Extinction Level event, too. Like, that shit was fucking cool, too. I don't know if you guys checked that out, but, like, it was pretty good. Like, I enjoyed it. I guess he no. had something out this year. The 20, well, No, that was the coming 25th anniversary. He I mean... The most recent thing he set out. I don't always like Busta's music, but I do respect him as a rapper, because he can fucking rap. He, and he, had, he did have some bangers, dude. He was on that yeah. like, Chris Brown song, Look At Me Now. Yeah, that was like... Never forget, guys. He was on the Space Jam soundtrack. Hit him high, oh. dude. That's, that song was like a super group song, and they had like all like the greatest rappers of the 90s on it, and they, didn't even, they couldn't swear on the track, but at the same time, that song's still fucking amazing. Dude, for anybody who's like a heavy, heavy Lolo fan, um, there's this band that's heavy, heavy Lolo 2.0 called Bone Cutter, and they released uh, their like, yeah, their uh, like first EP, and it's Robbie, the vocalist, and uh, Chris Fritter, and his uh, brother Andrew, the bass player and drummer of Heavy Heavy Lolo, and Sam Pura. He's a produ- produced like a lot of heavy heavy lolo stuff and the story so far produced uh basement and stuff like that um yeah it's a pretty cool album if you're into like number 12 looks like you and heavy heavy lolo so we're it's worth checking out um yeah i don't know listen to the money bag yo album um this band called Roller Derby Pool Party that consists of uh, I don't know this guy Torre who's a guitar who was a guitar player from Transit like one of my favorite bands and he's gonna be on the podcast 
uh, soon. I think maybe next month. Uh, shout out to them. Fingers crossed. I don't know pop punk feels. I guess. Uh, I think he might be like. I think tran like transit quote unquote might be like the biggest band that we have on. Even though it's like not the full band, but you know, like one of the main songwriters, so should be should be cool. Uh, oh, yeah. What have you guys been listening to? Who wants to go? I can go if no one's ready. But you know, if- I'm gonna. Uh, can I go? Because I feel like I'm yeah. pretty low battery. Yeah, go ahead, man. Let's see what we got. Uh, a little bit of Bill Murray, a uh, little Boudang. Uh, I was listening to Lake Stand. Stanfield's uh, rap, which if y'all know, like in Stanfield, is he's an actor primarily, but he, I guess, raps a little bit too. He's pretty solid. Um, oh, he was—he's in. Um, uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, and and also yeah. the the show ATL. Oh it, shit, I gotta yeah, check it Atlanta, out. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. He has a, I guess he he has stuff under his name and also stuff called uh, HT Call. I don't know if how to if I'm pronouncing that right or T Call or something like that. But does it sound anything yeah. like Paperboy? <laughs> no, he does not sound like Paperboy. <laughs> Honestly, Paperboy wasn't really that great. Let's be honest. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, let's see. Listening to a little bit of M. Neptune, but specifically Victor Vaughn stuff. Um, oh, uh, Kenny Mason. Uh, and, um, there's this band called Ring Out, which kind of sounds like A Day to Remember, so if you're, like, canceled A Day to Remember, but still need that, still itching for that sound, you can listen to Ring Out, I guess. They kind of, um, it's almost like a four-year strong covered A Day to Remember is kind of what it sounds like, and... Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, Thank You Scientist, which is like jazzy math rock but with like brass in it I'll fuck with that and got a little bit of Aerosmith I know Moses loves them fuck no <laughs> that's nah, it for me what I was like I, I don't know too many of their songs but there there's one song that I like by them but I don't remember the name of it I mean, what I kind of like about Aerosmith and, like, a few other 70s bands, like Kiss and ACDC, was, like, it was, like, kind of before they figured out, like, the chord structures they were going to use in rock. They hadn't had quite figured it out, so, like, they were kind of doing, like, weird chord structures back then. Which is kind of cool, but they're pretty basic classic rock. But that's it for me. And I guess some... Some other random rap stuff, but did you want to go next, David? Good answer, David. Good answer, good answer. I guess I'll go next. Um Well aside Are you from cooking right now? Me? No. Oh. Sounds like someone is hear that spoon spin. I mean, aside uh, the new Tillian album, which I've had to hear, uh, I've had to hear a lot, and I'm gonna write a review on it. I'm gonna have to do that after I get off this podcast. But other than that, um, 
Amberlynn came out with a new song. It's uh, called Disappear. I want to check that out. What? Amber Amberlynn? Did they really? Holy shit. Was it over before it even began? Yeah. It was. But, so um, let me get this straight. That band's fucking sick. I love Amberlynn. Dude, I, I, also, I love Amberlynn, bro. That's another good ass Florida band right there. Exactly. But uh, yeah, if you all love Amberlynn, go check out that new shit. Cause Amberlynn, we're... Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, you know. Yeah. Uh, interchange bangers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, bro. <laughs> At least for me. Hell no. Hell no. All right, whatever. But, Aside that, uh, there's another uh, uh, there's another Mars Volta song that's like uh, from the early demos of D Laus and the Comatorium. They're releasing through Cloud Hills. Uh, they have Roulette Dares, the Honda of out right now. If you want to hear like a different version of one of your favorite songs off that album, definitely check it out. It's very interesting to see like the primordial version of that song without like all the meddling from record companies so if you're a big marvel the eight minute song or the 13 minute one uh roulette dares i believe is eight minutes but uh my guess would be here let me check let me check the track that song's dope though i'm just joking (laughs) but like man why this song's gotta be so long (laughs) (laughs) after a couple bowls bro it feels like a two minute song don't worry um devil wears prada came out with a new song that's supposed to be for their zombie be ep2 it's called termination that shit is fire definitely check that out um let's see uh do i want to say of mice and men no nah, i don't really want to say of mice and men i don't even want to bring up I the attack attack oh, i didn't even listen to that either yeah the kawaii cowboy I know, shit. I know you're a huge fan ryan of the oh yeah attack attack. Fan of attack attack yeah um, I'm the Ryan biggest fan now. The new, yeah, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan all those positive attack, memes. Attack. <laughs> Bro, I had to, I, never I, have I, Bill Murray on now. Probably. Yeah, Bill Murray has to come to their rescue and be like, dude, what the fuck is up with this Ryan slash slash guy? It's I mean, I would me like- or Ryan slash slash. You know what's fucked up about that? I tagged Bill Murray in that shit, and I got Attack Attack instead. That's fucked up. They're <laughs> looking up Bill Murray. Like, come on, Bill. Come on. Please. But, Man. you know, Johnny Frank, I love you. Well, he's, he's all positive, too, though. He's like... Yeah, he's super you, positive. He's not gonna, like... He's not gonna, like, like a post that, like, his dog in his old band. Yeah, man. He's not about that. Yo, so I think I was muted when I was with the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're muted. That sucks. No, because like after you said that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm glad Moses said number 12 looks like you because, you know, yeah. I've been listening to them. And then R- my, Ryan said, good answer, David. Good answer. And that's how you're <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Moses saying number 12 looks like you because I was definitely listening to those motherfuckers this week. I love that song, Jaywalking Backwards. I can listen to that shit. But, well, Jaywalking Backwards. I love that song but yeah i'll let you i could definitely let i'll let you uh i got like two more songs david and you can go you can take it away from me because uh i i believe the the lower definition grief eater came out while we were kind of like not doing episodes so i definitely want to shout that out because lower definition came back and they brought it so shout out to lower d bro dude dude hey that's another band i got 
uh, yeah. The Ocean, The Beast. Dude, that's a badass song. Definitely. And uh, other than that, I've been listening to uh, Night Verses. They have this song called uh, Phoenix 4, Levi- uh, was that Le- Levitation? Yeah. I was going to say Leviathan. I was like, wait, no, that's not right. But uh, I love that song. That song's so fucking cool. It just sounds Leviathan. like a bunch of beats. A bunch of bees and wasps got trapped inside of like a buzzsaw, and I love it. Tilly and that, that band before uh, running Dance Cap Dance. Yep. They practice in the lockout right next to us uh, when I practiced with Stay Still, they, when we had our old lockout in Buena Park. Super cool guys. Very nice. Very friendly. Sick. But uh, that basically does it for me david go ahead tell us about the number 12 looks like you what do you think about that shit uh dude number 12 has always been like good shit like literally okay i'm about to like drink some coffee and like listen to more of their shit and just fucking game like that's some good ass manic shit that i just like to you know just go off on um yeah like i said i got the lower lower definition some other older shit from like 2008 and you said there's uh new stuff come out now yeah, they had them out like a year or two ago. They were touring. They were touring that. I don't think they've done anything while they've been in pandemic. But I mean, nobody is. Wait, lower D. They just dropped that glass eater or whatever grief eater. I mean, number twelve looks like you. No, he moved on to lower well, D. I thought. David. Uh, yeah. Wait. My bad. Were you talking about lower D or number twelve? Lower D sounds I like love- something that. Oh would be in a car magazine they're trying to sell pills for. <laughs> Whoa. Get that lower D. No, you yeah. want to get a higher D is probably what it's there. Three feeder on April Fool's Day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. David, what were you talking about? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to create a bunch of talking over you incidents. Oh, you're good. No, no. I, like, I brought up a number 12 in lower definition. Good shit. And uh, I think y'all checked out the new stuff, I think. Yeah. Shit, I'm definitely check that out. Um, I got Icarus the Owl. I am the Delorean. That's a great color. Okay. Yeah, shit, I'm gonna stop sleeping on them. Let's see. I got Berserker by wait, yeah, Berserker by Mazer and Essinger, like a dance song apparently. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hype. Um, we got Berserker. Yeah, we got Party Political by Full Scale. It's like a an O five rock band. I don't know. Apparently, I liked it. Uh, let me see. Oh, and then there's this uh, track called In Her Drawer by RX Bandits. Some Ooh. 06 shit. I don't know. Yeah, I need to like Man. listen to the shit. Man definitely, definitely go down that uh, RX Bandit rabbit hole. They were a great band. Uh, Sergio Medina um, was a huge fan of them, as he mentioned on when we interviewed him. Hell and yeah. he was in. He was in Chiodos with the basis for our expanders. They were in the band at the same time. I don't know why you didn't bring that up, though. Man, yeah, and the, one, the last song I got is uh, Snake Oil by Good Tiger. Shoot, and I know... Uh, what is it? Shoot, in our interview, they brought up Good Tiger, Hail the Sun. A bunch yeah. of great-ass bands. So, yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah, that's yeah I actually got a bounce, so let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. Moses' favorite band is Drowning Pool, Trapped, <laughs> Limbiscuit, and um, Creed. Yes, that's true. That's true. Ryan, wait, Ryan. Chiodos, I feel like and, uh, his least Ryan, favorite you're... singer is uh, the guy who's singing Chiodos. 
yeah, the uh, what's his name? Um, I don't uh, remember. Uh, Chet. Yeah, Chet. Chet. Chet, Chet, Chet Hanks. Chet. Chet. <laughs> Chet Hanks. <laughs> Chet Hanks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Wait, Ryan. I know you're a fan of Kevin Smith movies. Remember the oh, yeah. Berserker song? From what movie? From uh, Clerks. Yeah, Clerks. Berserker. Hell yeah, bro. That, that Russian guy is like, Berserker. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I think of Clerks, I just think of 37, bro. I don't know why. It's, just, it's a number that pops in my head. I can't, I can't explain it. <laughs> 37? <laughs> you said uh, 37 dicks? What, in a row? <laughs> 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 wow you know low-key he never really got better than that i think all right later like some cookies, bro let's get out of here